This is Chronic, Life with Never-Ending Pain. I'm your host, Crystal Chavez. I have fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue syndrome, and rheumatoid arthritis. If you live with chronic pain, I can't guarantee this podcast will make you feel any better, but I hope it makes you feel less alone. Settle in somewhere comfy, grab a blankie, I've got mine, and just listen to these instructions. What I want you to do is go ahead and start taking an inhale, and I want you to feel that slightly cold air just hitting the tip of your nose as you breathe in. As you exhale, I want you to feel that slightly warmer air as it's leaving your nose. David Ritchie is a functional breathwork instructor in San Antonio, Texas. Now what I want you to do is I want you to start extending your inhales and extending your exhales. Put one hand over your navel and one hand on your chest as you're doing this. So only your hand on your stomach is moving. Now what I want you to do is as you're inhaling, I want you to count to five. Three, four, five, exhale, five, four, three, two, one, inhale, two, three, four, five, exhale, two, three, four, five, inhale, two, three, four. So what I want you to do is keep doing that, five seconds in, five seconds out, and now what I want you to do is start quieting your breath where if somebody was sitting next to you, they could not hear you breathing. Richie says he started studying breath work as a way to control anxiety, to control the racing mind. And just really trying to harness what God gave us, right? I I figured out that our bodies are very resilient and healing themselves and so i have been on a path of discovering all of these little biohacks if you will i think that's the term people are using these days to just taking a holistic approach of healing myself mind body and spirit and breath work has been amazing for me has been life-changing for me along with other holistic modalities keep in mind richie is not a doctor But he's been doing this breathwork training for more than five years. So how does this breathwork stuff really work? (laughs) Right. You would think, you know, we've been breathing since they, you know, slapped our little bottoms, right? When we were born, you would think we know how to breathe. But unfortunately, most of us do not breathe correctly. We have what's called dysfunctional breathing. And what that means is that you're not breathing in and out of your nose 100% of the time. We are supposed to be utilizing our nose when we are on our waking hours, if you exercise, especially when you exercise, but more importantly, when you sleep, you should be breathing in and out of your nose. If you cannot because you feel like you're getting air hunger, like you're not getting enough air, then you have what's called dysfunctional breathing. The reason for that is is let's think about when when air starts coming into your nose, the process of conditioning the air begins. The nose has over 30 functions. 
Most of them, if not all of them, are there to keep keep us infection-free, disease-free, and virus-free. But there's the catch, right? You have to breathe through your nose to activate these functions. If not, none of this happens. And one of the, the most important functions, in my opinion, but they're all important, is the production of nitric oxide. And we produce that in our nasal cavities as well as in our blood vessels. So when you start breathing, it comes, the air comes into your nose, the shape and contour of the nose start pressurizing the air, the membrane starts humidifying the air, and then the air is going, it's going down to your lungs where it is more saturated because of that, because it's been conditioned. Furthermore, the nitric oxide purifies the air by removing bacteria, fungus, and viruses. But that only happens when you're breathing through your nose and producing this nitric oxide. But again, this is all through the nose. And this can help like athletes, right? Or just anyone working out to optimize performance? Oh my goodness, yes, absolutely. You, it's amazing when you're breathing. So it sounds kind of counterintuitive because our nose hole, right, is so small. You, know, you think about your running and you can't get the air, but you get used to it really quick. Uh, one of my first students, if you will, was my uncle, who is a marathon enthusiast. And by switching his breathing from his normal breathing, how he used to breathe, sometimes through the nose, sometimes through the mouth, he switched over to 100% nasal breathing and literally lost four and a half minutes off his six mile run within literally a week's time like he just was able to switch in his first run he said he opened his mouth maybe three to five times after that boom he got it so for any athlete aspiring athlete recreational athlete breathing through the nose is key it delays fatigue it delays lactic acid formulation if your breathing muscles are not up to par and your breathing muscles is just your diaphragm and your intercostals and those are only worked out when you're breathing through your nose no other exercise works that out so if you're an athlete and you don't have strong breathing muscles and you're in the middle of a run priority is going to go to your breathing muscles and you're going to get the jelly legs or what have you so that's where nasal breathing comes in uh, it's very important for athletes I was interested in it because you said it can help with like anxiety and panic attacks. Yes, for sure. So we have what's called an autonomic nervous system. And depending, you know, your research will show that we can control it. Some research shows we cannot control it. Some says with yoga, meditation. Well, our minds control whether we are in rest and digest or in fight or flight, which are the two branches of the autonomic nervous system. So our brain controls that, but our breath controls your mind. So if you are breathing with your nose, you're breathing slowly, light and deep, you are gonna be using your diaphragm. The longer your exhale, your diaphragm is gonna tell your brain, hey, we are in a safe place, we are in rest and digest mode, let's relax. But the opposite happens when you are breathing with your mouth. As soon as you're breathing with your mouth, that is a sign of stress for the body. That tells the brain, hey, something's going on, we're stressed out. The brain drops adrenaline or we drop adrenaline, blood floods our system, and we are ready for fight or flight. But really, are you in a jungle running from a lion? Are you in a war zone? Or are you just watching TV breathing incorrectly, causing stress for your body, causing your mind to go in fight or flight mode? 
and then you're just sitting there maybe you know social media breathing incorrectly and of course there goes the mind the mind's racing you start getting anxious and you want to get out of there and you don't know why it's because you've put yourself into that state with your breath it's that simple you know I do a lot of like apps and uh, mindfulness and this really intertwines with like mindfulness and grounding right it, it sure does there's only one thing about mindfulness to me is like it doesn't work for the people who need it the most and let me explain that really quick for me i was an anxious person my mind would race and then i would go down a negative path in my mind right but then i reined in the anxiety i reined in the negativity but what i realized was that my mind was still always going you know you go to school they tell you to think concentrate they, they show us how to think, they give us all this material to read, but they never show us how to stop thinking. And that's where the breath comes in. Anytime I get in a stressful situation or a tricky situation or I'm driving and somebody cuts me off, I immediately start exhaling very long out of my nose. I put my attention to the breath. The perfect breath is five and a half seconds in and five and a half seconds out. That tells your body we are safe let's go ahead and relax but again the opposite is true there are different types can you tell me just some of the more popular types of breath work uh, there's a very popular dutch gentleman out there right now called wim hof very popular i actually do his a modified version of his routine every morning you got fire breath you got kundalini you got oh my goodness there's so many breathing techniques but the one thing that i will say that I tell all my students is before you embark on any breathing technique, it's very important that you get what's called your bolt score to appropriate uh, time. And what the bolt score is, is a body oxygen level test. And it's a very, it's a self-administering test that all you do is you just take an inhale in your nose, an exhale, you pinch your nose and you time in seconds how long before you get that first distinct definite desire to breathe okay if that happens to you in under 25 seconds then you have a little bit of work to do to get your functional breathing going and the reason that's important is because of carbon dioxide i always used to think that we breathe in oxygen which we do but then when we exhaled we exhaled the waste gas carbon dioxide i thought we fully got rid of it but that's not the case. And the reason the bolt score is important is because if your bolt score is low, that means that your tolerance to carbon dioxide is very low. And the thing is, is that carbon dioxide is the primary stimulus for us to breathe. So if you have a low tolerance to carbon dioxide, you are not gonna get a full oxygen exchange. And here's why. You breathe in oxygen, it comes into the lungs, it goes into the blood, into the hemoglobin for it to come out, for the oxygen to come out of the hemoglobin, carbon dioxide must be present. So the more carbon dioxide you have, the more oxygen is gonna come out of your hemoglobin. Now, if you have been an overbreather your whole life, let's say you've been a smoker your whole life and you have been breathing out excess carbon dioxide, your body will adjust. It starts adjusting downwardly to where you only have so much tolerance for carbon dioxide, therefore only so much oxygen will come out of the hemoglobin and you feel breathless. Think of people with COPD. That is the far end of the dysfunctional breathing spectrum because they have gotten rid of so much carbon dioxide, their bodies have corrected and now they feel like they can't take a full breath. I was reading your blog and you were talking about 
how all kinds of, of, of prayer are set to match up with normal breathing. Yes, that is. When I read that, I was reading James Nestor's book called Breathe. I highly recommend that book. And when I read that, I got chills down my spine because I'm a, a very, you know, I'm a student of the scriptures. That's just what I do for my hobby, right? I love to study the ancient civilizations, etc. And so that just rang so perfectly because it just hit. For like, for example, the Catholic Rosary in Latin, the Ave Maria, the Om chant of the Jainism religion they are all set to where you vocalize, so you're chanting ah, ta, 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 for six seconds, and then a six second inhale, followed by a six second prayer out vocally, followed by a six second inhale. So it's very, very amazing, very amazing that our ancestors knew that our breath controlled our state of mind. <laughs> Um, what, what do you say to people who are skeptical that this is just the latest wellness trend or class? That, um, well, not only is it embedded in our prayers, right, for th from thousands of years ago, there is modern research at the highest levels of universities that um, have tested this. So it's not just a fad. It is, it is truth. You know, that's how our bodies work. So I would say definitely give it a try. Come to my class <laughs> and, and give it a try. But right now you can easily just start putting your, your focus, being very conscious of your breath, of keeping your mouth closed throughout the day. If I could, if I can get you to say this is a proper placement for your tongue and how your mouth should be. If you say the letter N, your tongue ends up behind your teeth. And if you just close your teeth down and your lips, this is a proper placement. And if you notice, and if you give a little smile when you're doing that, it's like your nose kind of spreads out and makes it easier to breathe in and out of the nose. I think I just tried that, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's unless you're walking or talking. I mean, walking or talking, unless you're eating or talking, right? This is how your mouth should be. What is the one concrete story you can tell me about one of your participants well i could tell you just yesterday i had one of our you know customers that comes in very frequently and quite frankly i had been waiting for the opportunity to bring this up because when you're doing this all the time and i'm seeing people i see i can see what's causing their stress i can see the the mind racing i can see so this particular customer always comes in like a storm love her to death just a lovely person but you will not be able to get a word in. She just, she's, she's talking and talking and I can see that it's her mind racing. Well, finally, her and her partner, her significant other, I don't think they're married yet, right? But they started talking to me about this and I was just so thankful to be able to finally talk to them about breathing because they have multiple times told me that she snores, she doesn't sleep well. So I finally said, okay, let's follow me to the back room. I gave them a quick little 15 minute session and in that 15 minutes, this person who could not ever stop fidgeting, you will not see this woman ever stop moving. So just yesterday for 15 to 20 minutes, I sat her down and went over a few breathing exercises, which are to slow down your breathing. And then I had her holding her breath over and over for a few seconds at a time, because for this particular student, she could only hold her breath for like four to five seconds and that's it. 
So what does that say? Very low tolerance to carbon dioxide. She is not getting oxygen out of the hemoglobin. What she told me is when she wakes up, her hands and feet are numb. That's because of what I just said about the carbon dioxide. She is mouth breathing while she's asleep. All the carbon dioxide's coming out. She is not getting a full oxygen exchange. So after a 20 minute session, she literally walked out a different person. Now, is that all it takes? Absolutely not. She's going to have to consistently every day practice. I have her practicing an hour a day, 10 minute increments. 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes before lunch, 10 minutes after lunch, 10 minutes before dinner, after dinner, and 10 minutes before sleep to slow down her breathing to a six second inhale, six second exhale. So that to me was about a year in the making because how do you tell somebody that, you know, you don't want to, hey, you're, I can tell your mind's racing. I can tell, you can't just tell somebody that. So I just, you know, we have a conversation and I'm waiting and praying for the day that I can get her this information because believe it or not, I had tried before, but it, it wasn't sticking. Anything you want to add that I, I didn't ask you? I mean, I would really like to go over just, so the bold score, right? Just, just taking that inhale, exhale, pinch your nose and timing it. That is very important. If you have below 25, what I would like to add, right, is you're most likely going to start craving like junk food. And here's why. If you have a low tolerance to carbon dioxide, that means your body is more alkaline, which is great, but we can't be that alkaline. We have to be like 7.3 or so. So if you're very alkaline, your body is automatically trying to balance itself out. And guess what? You're going to be craving acidic and junk food. So the better your breath, the less junk food cravings. If you have a low bolt score, you're more prone to waking up tired. You probably snore. You may have sleep apnea or obstructive sleep apnea. You're prone to anxiety. If you sigh, if you're sighing throughout the day, that is not good. You probably have dysfunctional breathing, ADD, ADHD, very important for men and erectile dysfunction. For years and years and years, the medical community knows that the nitric oxide we produce in our nose is a strong correlation to erectile dysfunction. So if you have dysfunctional breathing, you're going to have dysfunctionality there as well. If you have a low bolt score, you're most likely to be a chest breather. You wake up with a dry mouth, think about it, your mouth is open when you're sleeping. So the one thing that I do want to add is how important it is that we sleep with our mouths closed at night. Let me tell you why that's so important. That'll be the last thing, probably the most important thing. When we sleep, your pituitary gland produces vasopressin. Vasopressin is basically is a diuretic. It's a fluid regulator. And it tells your body, hey, we're in deep sleep. We do not need to get up to pee. But that only happens if you are breathing in and out of your nose while you're sleeping. If you're not doing that, if you're sleeping with your mouth open, whether you're snoring or not, doesn't matter. You will be waking up multiple times because what you're essentially telling your brain by sleeping with your mouth open is we're in fight or flight mode. We're sleeping with one eye open. So you're not going to get good quality sleep. So that's where the taping comes in. I have been taping my mouth for years. I will never not tape my mouth because it won't stay closed <laughs> no matter how long I've been doing it. So every night I tape my mouth and I will say, you know, 90% of the time I wake up without having got up one time. I will not get up. Sometimes I do. We have dogs. Sometimes they make noise. But when I wake up, I immediately bring my attention to my breath 
start slowing it down, and I'm back to sleep. That was David Ritchie, a breathwork instructor in San Antonio. This song is from Blue Dot Sessions, the title, Blood Pedal. That's a wrap for chronic life with a never-ending pain. Say hi on Twitter, please. I'm at Crystal R. Chavez. Breathe easy, folks. Adios. Mm-hmm.